Rocket, are you there, Rocket? Ross, I'm here, Roscoe. Excellent work. It's great to have you back on the line. I missed you the last couple of weeks, buddy. Yeah, it's been lonely, hasn't it? Well, the My Love of Golf podcast uh, continued on and hopefully you got the chance to listen to the Caddy Magazine uh, podcast that I did uh, with Will Watt, Editor-in-Chief. And uh, let me tell you, Rocket, that has been very well downloaded and subscribed um, or listened to and uh, a lot of great feedback. So thank you to the people that reached out and gave me some feedback. Uh, Nick Nick Mills is a young up-and-comer, and if you don't know Nick Mills, keep an eye out for Nick Mills. He's a, a very fine young man from the Mornington Peninsula, loves his golf architecture, loves his classic um, hickory golf, and just a very good young man. He reached out and said, Thank you, and well, and uh, well done on the podcast. So, and um, oh, there was one other one other notable notable uh, notable mention. Um, Matt Mollica. Matt Mollica is a contributor to Caddy Mag, and also reached out and said, uh, "Well done on the on the um, episode." So, thank you to the guys giving me the feedback on that. I really appreciate it. Now, Rocket. So we haven't really spoken since before. The Irish Open, is that correct? Remind me of that, Irish Open? Yeah, the Irish Open, and then on the PGA Tour, we had the post-it note um, invitational. 3M. So I, that was the time when I was frothing about the excitement of the tour going to Ireland and then Scotland and now back to Northern Ireland, but that was the time when I was very excited by La Hinch and – let me tell you, my form going into these uh, European tour events is fantastic, Rocket. My form is top notch. That's when you asked me on the golf course, Ross. <laughs> no, n- n- not on the golf course at all, mate. My circadian rhythm for sleep and my sleep timing for the uh, European Lynx Tour Series is spot on. I'm sort of... Awake at about eleven o'clock, and I catch the first hour of the first, um, you know, the first couple of hours of the first couple of days. Uh, this, in, this is in particular Lynch. Then I might just fall asleep for a little bit, and then I come good about two o'clock, and I just, I just get the big guns at the the last part of the field rocket. <laughs> you miss all the junk routes. It's unbelievable, unbelievable what happens to me watching uh, golf at this time of the year, and what a fantastic time of the year. Now, Lynch, just let's go back to Lynch. Uh, we won't talk too long because it's already been and and done. Uh, it's been wildly talked about across a number of podcasts, and the reason being is because the golf looked unbelievable at Lynch. Fairly sedate conditions for that part of the world and for a links uh, course, which obviously weather is one of the contributing factors to difficulty in any course, but certainly in a links and it's more prevalent. So it was fairly gentle conditions, but it was probably one of the best tourism advertisements for that part of the world that anyone could have done. The course looked amazing. The, the players were so positive about playing the course and the experience on the course, the commentary, the vision of, uh, on the course was just phenomenal. And, um, you know, having been there, as I said, and, you know, we talked to Paddy, uh, Paddy Golf, it was fantastic to watch. Now, ultimately, the big boy, one of your favourites, is he not? Big Johnny Rahm? You, you, you don't mind a bit of Rambo, do you? Don't you, Rocket? Uh, he's all right. Okay. bit surly? I, I, I was I was a bit disappointed that um, my man Eddie Pepperell, even though he's I think he's tied for the lead going to the final round, just didn't just couldn't quite find the form on the on the last day. And yeah, he was Johnny, he did Johnny, play pretty Johnny, well. Johnny Rahm came through like so. The last day I think the leaders were uh, Robbie Rock and um, twelve under. Oh, Robbie Rock I think was thirteen, and then Eddie. Eddie and um, Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. So yeah, they were they were twelve. So they took off a little bit, and then Big Rambo just went on this rampage, and I think he just 
scared the other guys out of it because Rafa was on fire. Then all of a sudden, you know, he got caught up by Johnny Rahm and then just started flubbing chips and missing greens. And it was actually very um, interesting. Interesting, I don't know if that's the right word, but it was interesting to watch. Um, he, he really did what would appear to have suffered a little bit of uh, pressure. As as you would when when the big the big guns of uh, Johnny Rahm are just mowing mowing the course down. You know, I think there was one par five, maybe the I think it was fifteenth, maybe you know, yeah, the fifteenth. I think could be wrong. Um, he just mowed it down with driver five iron, and you know, to about three feet. It was a pretty strong display of golf to take out his. I think what's that? His second Irish Open in three years. And um, it was a pretty impressive result. Then last week they moved across to the Scottish Open. Renaissance. Which was played at the Renaissance Club. Once again, I think the weather was fairly fairly generous to the guys and that reflect was reflected in the scoring. I think the two boys, um, Jeepers Weepers. Um, Brent, Brent Wurstberger. <laughs> Who finished second the the week before? Yes, so he carried and the form in. Some, some some dude from France, Herbay, Herbay, Herbay. So oh, we'll, um, just call him Her- we'll just call him Herbert. <laughs> no. So they were like twenty two under and had this phenomenal uh, three hole playoff. Maybe four holes. Worst playoff. In, worst playoff in history. They just couldn't. No one could put it away. I think uh, <laughs> Weisberger just uh, fell over the win at the end because Herbay just could not. He had four four chances to to sink a putt and to uh, clinch the thing. You know, one in normal play on the last, and then uh, two of the holes he he probably should have, could have, would have um, won it. But uh, three part of the uh, the last final hole and um, of the playoff and just gave it to. Weisberger on the uh, on the last green there. It was. So, so you know when I told you I didn't really watch the Scottish Open. Yes. Yeah, on the other channel was uh, um, Federer v the Joker. Yes. Wow. Pretty pretty special game of tennis. I didn't watch it, but uh, you obviously did. Yeah, it's funny when you flick between. That and then you go over and watch those two guys who struggled to hold a three footer. Um, you quickly flick back. <laughs> Look, it was a great tournament, and once again, another great advertisement for that part of the world. As I said previously, I'm very. Oh, f- oh. yeah, yes, yes. And the beef, the beef. Yeah. Shot sixty-two to to, I think, earn him a spot. In the Open Champion this week, Open Championship this week, and he was quite emotional and quite open about his struggles the last eighteen months. I love me some Beef Johnson, so a bit of Beef Johnson and a bit of Eddie Pepperell. That's great. That's great for golf. Yeah, that is great for golf. It was a a very very nice uh, ending for him to see him play uh, that last round so strongly and get that position in the Open. And absolutely, he's openly discussed his uh, struggles and if anyone does struggle, you know, please always, it's great to talk and reach out and there's plenty of people that are around, around you. So um, just talk if you are struggling, but um, it was good to see Andy Johnson um, get that final spot and it'll be great to see him play at Portrush this week end. So the Scottish Open, the Renaissance Club, um, interesting story there, how the, the two guys, the two brothers um, formed a partnership with uh, one of the um, the Duke of the Duke of Hamilton, the good man, the good man Duke of Hamilton had the land, and the uh, I forget the name of the guys. It starts with S. Sabair, Sabar brothers uh, formed a consortium and built the course. Begged Tom Doak to uh, the, build the course, so it was a link slash parkland course. To me, having played a Doak course recently, Rocket at you could see some similarities between that and St Andrews Beach and the greens, small green complexes, uh, a lot of um, rise and fall through tricky. the green, very tricky, um, you know, elephants buried underneath them. So I think that was pretty, 
pretty doke-esque and he was there. He went went over there to um, be part of the festivities and uh, and rightly so he should. So, mate, that's what's happened in Europe. We had the Hinch and Scotland or Ireland and Scotland. What happened in the States? You were excited. Well, we had, yeah, well, we had the posted out um, invitational. That's the th- so the th- Bryson was up there nice and early. The 3M. You know, yeah, talking with all the scientists about, you know, reaching, everyone reaching their potential in life. Um, and it was just a fitting ending that uh, Bryson stiffs one up the last and sinks this massive putt on 18 in the second to last group and thinks he's pretty much got this thing won. And if anyone's seen it on social media, it's become a meme now. The look on Bryson's face when young Matthew Wolf, in his fourth tournament as a professional, has hit uh, hit a bombing drive and hit one um, just left of the green. He's hold a 30-footer from the fringe for eagle to win by a shot. Bryson thought it was a birdie, but no, it was an eagle. It was magnificent. Nothing better than beating the fraudulent physicist. And... Can I say that in the last four weeks, um, you know, there's a group of young guys that have come out on tour and they are lighting it up. Matthew Wolf, who's obviously won. The young fellow who finished second to him, Colin Moakawa. Both of those guys have been number one amateurs in the world. Uh, and then the third, you know, they've created a little um, uh, trio, which is uh, Victor Hovland. Those guys have been finishing in the top 15, top 10 um, consistently over the last few weeks. Um, and then we had this week, well, you know, the just, John Deere. Just, just, on, just back to, to Matt Wolf, and once again, mm. you know, he's been, I guess, the topic and key headline of every podcast that I've seen come out in the last you know week and a half. And, you know, you cannot underestimate how exciting this young man is. You know, from his interesting swing through to his prodigious length and just what appears to be, you know, a very level-headed and well-put-together, well-rounded young man, you know, how can you not be excited by... He's 20. 20, 20 years old. How can He's 20. You, how can you not be excited he's a, by... He's a, he's a legit baller. He's a baller. What do you, what right. do you, what do you think of the swing? Yeah, there's been so much commentary about the swing, and uh, you, know, you know what it is. He well, found his swing. Yep. And I listened to a podcast with um, Jeff Ogilvy and another guy, Andy Johnson, and they were talking about what the impact that TrackMan has had and the era. And it's one of those things where TrackMan is telling you all the things that you need to know how to hit the ball well rather than video in terms of what you need to do to make your swing look good. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he has his own every – and so I think Jeff made the comment in terms of the way his swing is, he has nothing – he can do nothing but to shallow his angle of attack into the ball and swing as hard as possible to make it work, which means the harder he swings, the better he hits it. And he is a stri- – he is an amazing ball striker. So you think of the, and the two, so the guy who finished second, so think of this. So Matt Wolf in the, in the 3M, he finished second in greens, strokes gained approach, and he was 57th in putting. The guy who finished second, Colin Morikawa, he was first in strokes gained approach, and he was 68th in putting. This, and then, this week, again at the John Deere, uh, Morikawa finished fourth. He was first again in strokes gained uh, approach and like 65th in putting. Like these kids, they are ball striking machines, absolute ball striking machines. They only need their putter to be good to be on. It's just it's, it's amazing ball striking. And every all of them, you know, from Victor Hovland, um, Morikawa, Wolf, they all have their own unique swings and it's awesome because it shows everyone it don't, you don't have to have a pretty swing. You don't have to look like Adam Scott to golf your ball. 
and Matt Wolf. His swing is really it is unique, but he absolutely pounds it. He's got a lot of energy, and it was interesting in one of his interviews when he talked about you know his first struggles in the first few weeks. He was saying he was tentative or trying too hard to be strategic, and his 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 vow to himself going into the 3M was to just let it rip, like stop overthinking it and just go for it. Well, certainly paid dividends and uh, I cannot wait to follow more of the Matt Wolf story because uh, he's exciting and it, it, it's great. It's, it's great to see him mixing it with some of these other guys that have been around and, you know, probably the guys that were the, the young guns previously, you know, the, your Rickies and your Jordans and, so on and so forth. This, it's good to see. This, yeah, this this group of players, and um, I know we've probably divested from the other tournaments, and that's okay because I'd rather talk about these young guys. So if you go this group of young guys, so you had almost like a bit of a forgotten man said, um, Joachim, um Neiman. Mm-hmm. So he's in his second year on tour. So he made his way. He got his tour card through earning enough money from his starts last year. He's still twenty. He's just twenty. He's starting to find some form again. You have Victor Hovland, who finished tied for seventh in the US Open. Um, he's finished in top ten the last few events. He's got needs to have another couple of good starts to retain his to make his card for uh, twenty twenty. Uh, got Matty Wolf, who's come out like blazing, and that win gives him a two year exemption. He gets into the Masters and a few other other events. And um, Colin uh, Morikawa, he's got his retain his card for the rest of the year and I think he he earns enough in the next there's two or three more events for this season um, earns enough he retains his card for next year so right, and they're all the oldest out of all of them is um, um, I think um, Hovland is 21 22 exciting times mate exciting times for those young men and yeah uh, absolutely now, just on the uh, talking about the corn uh, ferry, did uh, how's Brett Coletta going? Is he? I think he lost in a playoff this week. Yeah, is the he... KFC, in the KFC tour. Yeah, <laughs> the corn ferry, the corn, <laughs> the corn ferry. Let's give some props the to corn, corn ferry corporation, KFC. Let's let's give some notoriety to the people who are tipping the money in rocket to the wards. Keeping yeah. those guys playing. Yeah. Hey, um, so yeah. Brett, Brett Coletta. Finger licking good. D- has Brett earned enough money to progress next year or is he still on the uh, – he's got to, got to win? Uh, um, I think he's inside. Um, I think he was inside the top top 25 guarantees a card. Yes. And then you have some other levels outside of that. Um, I'm just going to actually look it up. Web.com. Here we go. KFC Tour. Uh, eligibility ranking. Oh, no. That's old. Yeah, Brett's, Brett's a damn good player. He's a very good player. Let's come back. Let's come back to Brett. I just know that he was up there this week and, uh, and missed out on that playoff, but... Um, you know, we hope that he gets his uh, tour card for next year and, you know, let's uh, assume that he's going to get that because uh, we're right behind you here, Brett. Yeah, they've still got a fair few events to yeah. go. So um, he just needs to be inside the top top 75 to make the, um, the tour finals and then just make his way up into the top 25, I think, just to get his tour card. I think he's ranked twenty fifth at the moment. So he's, I think he's right on the on the on the on the line right now. Okay. Uh, Rocket. What we're really here to talk about. So we've recapped a little bit and uh, listened to larynx. We're here to talk about what I think is the best major of the year. I'm I'm going to say that I prefer the Open over any other major, and uh, and I. It's the one that I stay up for. I get the circadian rhythm going 
before. You won't, uh, you, won't, you won't need to this year. Apparently the broadcast starts at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but there's the field's massive. So um, it'll start at 3 o'clock and go through till, till 1 or 2 or thereabouts and then in the, the last couple of days it'll start a bit later and I think finish a bit later. But um, it's a pretty exciting tournament for me um, and this year it's at Royal Port Rush. Now, what do we know about Royal Port Rush, Rocket? You've done some research. What can you tell us about this beautiful links? But let me before you do that, let me set the scene. Royal Port Rush is in Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK. So it's technically not part of Ireland. Um, and excuse me if you know the dynamic between Northern Ireland and Ireland. It's on that little island, but Northern Ireland, that top um, right corner, is still part of the UK. And, you know, for many, many years, you know, through, um, you know, the times that Northern Ireland and Ireland will call, refer to, um, the Troubles, you never heard a lot about the courses up there in Northern Ireland being Royal County Down, Royal Port Rush, Port Stewart, um, and they're probably the, the key sort of three. Um, and it was after, you know, the peace agreement, I think it was in 1998, that that's when you know, we started to hear more about these courses and they became, you know, very, very well known and on everyone's must playlists. So I think Royal Port Rush is like still in the top 20 or so in the world um, of courses. It is one of the ones that everyone wants to go and see. And it's really in the, on the coast, it's about 25 miles across the water to Scotland. So on a clear day, you can actually see Scotland from Royal Port Rush. It's up near the Giants Causeway, so if anyone's been up through there and hasn't seen Royal Port Rush, it's about ten minutes from from the Giants Causeway. If you are going up there, forget the Giants Causeway; it's not worth going. Go and look at the golf course and walk around there because it's just as beautiful. And there's nothing there. There's, it's a little town. Port Rush and Port Stewart are just tiny, small little towns. One road in two roads out, I have no idea how this infrastructure can cope with, you know, the 200,000 tickets that they've sold. It's been a sellout for two years. And it's, I think we said it last time, it's amazing that these towns can host these massive worldwide global events in what I, well, in Australia, we'd call it isolated. You'd never have a tournament like that, that big. It'd be like having it down at Port Ferry. 100%. 100%. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. You know, it's a couple hours drive out of Belfast and um, that's exactly what it'd be like. But they do it and it's just amazing. So it's a fantastic part of the world. Royal Port Rush, what do you know about the course, Rocket? Uh, it's been around since like 18... 18- 90, um, designed by Harry Colt, the rather well-known designer um, from from England through the, um, we'll call it pre-depression, built plenty of courses in conjunction with Alistair McKenzie and um, a few other notables. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think it, I think it's actually, I think it's ranked in the top 10 globally. Uh, Royal Port Rush, um, and it's just amazing to think that they've taken, you know, RNA are taking this course back to Ireland, you know, or taking the championship to Ireland. It's going to be, you know, just amazing. I think everyone's so excited, and, and it reflected by the ticket sales being sold out because. Most other years, you could probably still walk up to, you know, the Open Championship and, and buy a ticket. You can't with this one. Um, that, and- I, I can confirm that. In 2016, when I went to the Open at Royal Troon, we got our tickets on the day. We got our week week pass on the on the Wednesday practice day and uh, and we just bought them at the car park. And jumped on the bus, which ferried us around to Royal Troon, and and that's how we had how how it was. And um, there was still, yeah, I don't know if it was sold out, but there was a 
truckload of people there over the time. And, um, you know, I guess that's one of the reasons which consolidated my love of the open is, is having been and seen. It's just a, a special, special event. So anyway, sorry, go on. I cut you off. That's right. Um, and for them, to, for, for the, you know, to cater for the Open Championship, they did some drastic things. So the 17th and 18th holes, which were away from the water, they basically just tore them up and they took some land, which is a bit more on the coast, on the um, opposite 18 holes, um, which I think is the Valley Lynx course. They took some some um, holes from, from that part of the course to build two new holes along the along the coast. And then so they've reclaimed the 17th and 18th, which were, according to a few other you know, well-known pundits, the two sort of less interesting and weaker holes. And they've used that, that area to put in some marquees and tents and additional spectator related stuff to be able to cater for the event. Um, and, and that's, that's really the guts of what I know about Royal Port Rush. You know, there's, there's nothing else that I really know about it because there's only been a few events played there. You know, R- uh, Rory holds the course record. 60, from an Irish Open, yeah. 61, um, from, 61 when he was yeah. 16. Little little tidbit, if, uh, I'm not sure if he'd be wearing it during the tournament, but he's certainly been wearing it during practice. He's wearing polo shirts and he has a washing machine logo embroidered on his uh, chest. A washing machine logo. Why does he have a washing machine logo on his chest, Rocket? Because he's, try, because he's trying to clean up his game? No. Remember, remember? Do you remember the video? You know, so he, he's the, the course record holder there. You know, it's just down the road from his, you know, childhood home, and the video on uh, one of the English talkback shows where little Rory comes out with the, the 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 wedge and starts holding. You know, he was filmed chipping into the washing machine in his house. Remember that? No. Yeah. <laughs> It's one that's of the. Funny. It's one of the cutest videos you'll ever see. Young young Rory chipping balls off the hallway floor and just holding them into the washing machine. So he's got the washing machine embroidered on his shirt. As I say, I don't know if you. Whatever. I don't know if. Don't know if. Don't know if you have it. Whatever. Whatever omen he needs. <laughs> How oh. much pressure is going to be on him, though? Seriously. So discuss. So who uh, who are you who are you thinking? Who have you been uh, putting the line through? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have I said that too fast again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you've just, if you are one of the new listeners that we've uh, got from Michigan last week, and thank you, Michigan, for listening in. There was, there was a number of downloads in Michigan, and we'd never been listened to in Michigan, but you need to go back through the archives and just look at the podcast with Brooks in the title and you will learn why, why Rocket is in love with Brooks Kepka. So you clearly think that Brooks is the standout runaway um, odds on favourite. Who's who, who are the challenges, Rocket? Um, Brooks is caddy. Um, so Brooks obviously, and he's already started, he started – before the tournaments even began, because Tiger, being cagey Tiger, knowing that Brooks's caddy, his, his um, parents' house, parents' house is right next to Portrush, so his caddy knows Portrush inside out. So why wouldn't Tiger say, "Hey, Brooksy, I'm Tiger. How about we play a practice round?" Because Tiger would be thinking, "Where's Brooks's caddy telling him where to hit it, etc., cetera, etc.," cetera, and just sort of. Uh, gauge a little bit of intel. Uh, guess who hasn't responded to one text from from Tiger? Brooksy. <laughs> Suck it, Tiger. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, he's a killer. Brooks is a killer. Oh, I love it. Oh, I better get serious now. So, um, 
so the tide's turned on Tiger Woods. No longer, no longer do the young young guys come along and put their name on the um, practice round sheet next to next to Tiger to have him scrub it off and move move around, which I've heard has happened to uh, some of the younger guys who looked for practice rounds uh, with Tiger. Um, now it's getting done to him. It's fantastic. Well, well, I I think it's well. I reckon still everyone else is probably clamouring to play with Tiger. Yeah. Brooks is a different beast because yeah. he's going. It's a major. He's like, nah, I'm not dealing with any of the. I'm not going to. I'm doing my thing, and be damned with anyone else. Don't care. Well, and he's just going to focus on his preparation when he wants to. Doesn't want any circus around him, and. As I said, he I'm sure Tiger the only reason Tiger is asked to play with Brooksy because he knows his um his caddies from there and he wants to try and get his, that little bit of advantage to find out the nuances about the course. And Brooksy would know it and he's gone, I'm not even gonna let him have one inch of help on this course because that's my advantage I'm gonna take take care of. Exactly right. And, um, and why would why would you? You think you think he'd at least just re- return his call. You know, he's going to be his President's Cup captain in a couple of months and you just, just at least get a message sent to him. By, you know, you, my people will talk to his people saying, sorry, Tiger, it's not happening this week, mate, you know, on your, on your, on your Brooks, bike. Brooks finishes the tournament and then he doesn't care. He really doesn't care well, about it. He does. He does march to the beat of his own drum, mate, and that's why he is one of your favourites. Um, if anyone wants to see Brooks's caddy and, and hear from him, just jump onto our Instagram or obviously the open. But I re re um, uh, shared a video from the open, and uh, it's a Kiwi guy that's working on the commentary team for the open, interviewing Brooks's caddy, and. Uh, they take them down to one hole. I can't remember what hole it was. Um, you know, hole numbers and me just sort of don't don't match sometimes. But there's basically the green, and then the cliff or the or the drop off and the beach. And at the edge of the green, which runs right to the edge of the cliff, is out of bounds. I think it's the. I think it's the fifth. Could could be. So you know, he's tipping that there's going to be some nasty pin positions about a couple of metres or a metre or so in from the back of that green, and, and the back is out of bounds. Hit it through the back and it's out of bounds. So awesome. that's that's amazing. Um, in, that, in that video, uh, Scotty was, was there putting and practising in the background. How are you seeing it for Scotty this week? Well, I, I think it actually – so what will happen at the Open? So this is going to be the ball strikers – Ball strikers paradise. So the weather's going to be horrible, average. It's going to be windy. It's going to be wet. A lot of undulation. So the player who's going to be there at the end or the players that are going to be there at the end are the ones that are going to be able to move the ball both ways, hit it high, hit it low, and be able to keep it in the fairway because I think the rough's going to be a bit gnarly. And then, so, and then you add the conditions with that. So it's going to be a bit of a ball striker's paradise. So the likes of Brooks, Tiger, um, Adam Scott will be contending this week. And the greens probably aren't going to be that fast. So this could actually could actually help Adam, depending on which one of the 17 putters he decides to play with in the week. Um so anyone who's a ball striker, I think, is going to be there, thereabouts. Can you I, know, the likes of. Can I just add? Um, can I yeah. just add in that I've moved to a Scotty Cameron Phantom X number twelve, which is Scotty Cameron's most ever forgiving putter. And uh, Adam, if you're using one of those, I hope it works because it's it's working for me. But that's what I've had to do. I've had to go to the big, the big spaceship style mallet just to keep the putter head going straight back and straight through. But anyway, it's a, it's a really nice putter. Um, so ball strikers, yes. Yeah. So you know, another one I think would be a contender um, who's had a bit of form in the majors, like um, Sander Shoffley, so the young um, American fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be thereabouts. Still think Francesco Molinari could be thereabouts. He's, Starting to find a little bit more form. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would be thereabouts. 
Eddie Peppel even, <laughs> he's, my, he's my dark, I only go early. He's my outsider, my rank outsider, because he's actually had a bit of form for the last last month. Um, so maybe he's having more beers or he's been off the beers, I don't know. Um, that would be the main ones that I think that would be thereabouts. So you, um, what about uh, the Spanish the Spanish boys? I've heard a couple of people you know, have gone uh, warm on the Spanish guys. Obviously, Ram and his you know, ball striking, just big bomber, oh, oh, gouge it out sort oh, of style. Um, Adrian. He's, or, a, he's, a, he's a basher. He's yeah, a basher. Yeah. He's, he's going to struggle on this course because he doesn't know how to move it. Yeah, but he's Both ways. he's won just around the corner on a, on on a similar style of course. Uh, he, you know, he's he's proven. He's proven. We're we're in a major. We're playing a major now. Okay, all right. This is big. This is time for the big boys to put their pants on. So his Spanish companions are Adriana Otegui, Rafa Cabero Bello, and my guy hashtag Jorge Campillo. Campillo. He's <laughs> you're not not going to factor them in there at all. Actually, do you know what? What? Um, out of the Spanish, I reckon the best Spanish finish could be Campillo. He's actually had some good form in the last sort of couple, last couple of months. So, yeah, he's, he's always up. And there. you've seen him up close and personal. If you think if you think he's a good ball striker and moves it around, you know, because he played he played played pretty well down there at Thirteenth Beach. You know, it gets windy. Course can play a bit hard and hard and fast. He was so, uh, he played all right at Lahinch too. Finished off all right at Lahinch. So um, I don't know what happened to him in Scotland. He he had a DNF. Um, so it wasn't a miscut, but he had a DNF. So I wonder. I don't know what happened, but he's there. He's there because I saw his um, his uh, Instagram post where he posted his players badge, and I I used that picture. It's a beautiful picture. But uh, anyway, he's always going to have a soft spot in my heart. The whole Hey Campillo man. There's one more Spaniard we haven't spoken of. And I'm going to go for the early crow. He will miss the cut and he'll break a club. El Nino. My man, Sergio. <laughs> El Nino. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 um, Sergio's advisors are, all, I think they're on high alert because he hasn't really been around a lot. So, the, you know, El Nino has not been showing for the last few months. Um, he's only been in the Australian weather system, I think, at the moment. And I'm pretty sure that the weather conditions that are coming and this course will break him. I'm, I'm confident there's going to be yeah. – he's going to hit it in some thick rough. He's going to hack it out and he's going to be just smashing his clubs into the, into the grass like as if he's trying to kill a, kill a – um, Kill a wombat or something. He, he just can't keep the driver the driver ball straight straight enough to to compete. <laughs> nah, not this course, not this course. I can just I can see it. Sadly, I can see it, Roscoe. Yep, sadly. Um, round, round number two, the weather conditions are going to be probably the worst of the week, and he's going to have his rain jacket on, and you can see it. He's just going to be like slashing away in the grass, like trying to kill a copperhead snake. I can just feel it. Now, what about? There's been a bit of chat around, you know, your boy Ricky and Jordan and those guys, you know, nah. Ricky, Ricky's due, all that sort of stuff that comes back every time Ricky. Right, Roscoe. Not, no. Remember, yeah. remember, what I, remember what I said after the Masters. Mm. Remind me. Ricky is never going to win a major. Okay. Put, put, a, put, a, put a fork in it, mm -hmm. it's done. Okay. Actually, no, it was after the US Open, sorry. Ricky will never win a major. Because that's the one where he hung around to shake Brooksy's hand. Okay. Well, everyone who's a Ricky Fowler fan just dropped off us again. Hey, hey no, look, Ricky's a fantastic dude. He does amazing things. He's I call him king of the kids. But when it comes to I'm going to win a major, you have to be a killer. And also, you have to have something in your game that is just. Well, you got to have. You don't have to have everything, but you have to have something that is elite. He's not elite at anything. He's very good at everything. He's a very good player. He's won five times in eleven years. 
he's just a good player. Okay. That's it. He's right. never going to win a major. All right. Okay. Uh, of the Americans, so the other excitement machine that's there playing uh, probably, I think, maybe for the first time, Patrick Cantlay. How do you reckon he'll go? Uh, I was actually looking at pairings. I think he got he got stiffed. Who's he playing with? Uh, he's playing with um, three drops, three drops Kucha, <laughs> and he's uh, and he's playing with um, yeah he's playing with John Rahm. That's going to be interesting. Okay. So yeah, yeah, can't wait. So watch, well, he's a decent ball striker. So you know he he might he might contend. Okay. Well, but I think um, his his first round he's ten off late. In the first round, so I don't know what the weather conditions are going to be like. Who knows? A few interesting um, pairings. So we've got um, we've got we've got Padre Harrington, Maddie Fitzpatrick, and Andy Putnam. Um, Cabela, Cabrera, Bello, Bubba, Bubba is going to miss the cut by five. Um, he doesn't have no way he plays. Um, he's playing with Eddie Pepperell. What else we got there? Oh, this will be a fun one. Um, Sanjay Im, Happy Barn Rat, aka the Vapor, and uh, Pultz. That could be a fun. That'd be a fun group to follow. Pultz is going all right. Uh, our our guy Pultz is is playing all right on the links. He went well, on. he's had a bit of a break. He's had a bit of a break. Done a few tours with um, with Ferrari up at Maranello. Mm-hmm. Um, had had uh, spent some time down at Woburn with the family, so I think uh, a nice little break. Um, he was he was he was in really good form at the at the um, at the Open. He always turns up for until, it. Until until it. it. Yeah. yeah, so I think think he's 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 true to sort of get a, get amongst it. Then um, we've got the other. Actually, this is a good ball striking um, group. This one, Graham McDowell. So hometown hero again, Xander Shoffley and Henrik, the striper Stenson. So that's when I saw Henrik Stenson play last weekend at uh, the Scottish Open, and he just fell short on a couple of par fives in the last day where he didn't capitalise, didn't get the birdies that he probably needed, but he was only, you know, a handful of shots off the pace. But my goodness gracious, it just brought me back to following him around at Troon in 2016, Phil. Oh, him and Mickelson. And Mick, if him oh, and my Phil, God. And just, he is a machine. Like, I don't know, he's like 40-something, early 40s, and he's just built unbelievable and just a player and a ball striker. He, he could, you know, he could take something from his 2016 win and uh, could be up there. I would like to see him. I'd have him in my numbers for you know in the top top group. He just needs his putter. He just needs his putter to be okay. Mm, if he's putting okay, mm. making some of those short ones, then he will contend. If he struggles with a putter, that'll bring him undone. But as a ball striker, he's definitely going to be there. Like he is. I'd love to hit a golf ball like him. There's no one that hits a golf ball like him. It is just comes out like a bullet. It makes a different sound. Oh, oh! It's just beautiful. That was that was um, that was an unbelievable experience watching he and Phil uh, carve it around that day. It was just like match play. It was like match play, and it was unbelievable. Oh, oh! I've just looked at another group. Yeah, this one. This is going to. This will. This is. I'm pretty sure that this person is going to try and fix the other person with his gold brain helmet. So you've got Adam Scott, Francesco Molinari, and drum roll, the fraudulent physicist. Oh, jeez. Might have to put a fork in Adam already. He'll be done. No, he'll, he'll be Do you know what? I reckon he's going to – He all of the problems that he has with his putter, he's going to probably look over the fairway and look at Bryson having a conniption about the weather – and the air density dispersion because he's closer to the North Pole versus the apex of the angle from the um, the equator while he's trying to calculate a 60-degree wedge shot from the middle of the fairway to a back pin. That, and Adam's going to look at it and go, do you know what? 
I'm not too bad. Maybe all this stuff is maybe all this stuff is in my head. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing too bad, really. Yeah, that that low azimuth of the sun uh, that lasts from about three four a.m. in the morning till about ten a.m. at night, uh, ten p.m. at night over there is going to mess with Bryson. He'll be he'll be protracted. Yeah, I, I, and and you know what? I'm pretty sure he's he's done some calculations on the mag- magnetic pull of Stonehenge in relation to Portrush. Well, Giant's Causeway, it's like Stonehenge by the water sort of thing, you know, it's a different... Oh, it's like a Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) He's probably gone down there and counted every stone and measured the angles of them all. (laughs) (laughs) Asked for one to take home for for his rock garden or something, I don't know, who knows. Uh, I'm going to throw... He's taken a a sample and he's, he's now challenging scientists on the age of Stonehenge. He probably is. Let's talk about Giants Causeway for a second, just to digress. I was there on the busiest day that the Giants Causeway had ever experienced. There was 35 buses. There was a, a gazillion people. And I nearly I nearly got in a fight with a lady from Northern Ireland. I had to park on the... <laughs> That's not a smart move. <laughs> I, I was had my mother-in-law and my wife in the car and... There was a park opened up on the grass, you know, how you park a mile away. And, you know, I just did this U-turn because, because there was a bit of grass there. And I'm just getting the jackets out of the car and it's all great because we've got a park and I'm not too far away. And then all of a sudden this lady is just poking me in the chest. I'm like, what's going on? Like, you took my park. No, I didn't. I just turned, did a U-turn and parked there. I'm parked here. I've driven two hours. My husband's not well. Oh, jeez. So it was nearly on. Anyway, that was my experience at the Giants Causeway. I'm going to throw a name at you, Rocket, that uh, you need to keep an eye on. He might not win, but this young man is a quality golfer and he's a lefty because I know you love a lefty and I love a Scotsman, Robbie McIntyre. Okay. No. Haven't heard of him. You what? Yeah, I haven't heard of him. You haven't heard of Mate, this young kid, has, his form is good. And he's a great young man, and he's a he's a ball striker. He is a good player, young Scotsman. And uh, he, let's when we regroup in a week's time, let's just go back to the Robbie McIntyre. So put him in, put him in your numbers. All right, I've written him down. Robbie McIntyre. Um, another person, another ball striker that we've forgotten, mm-hmm. and he's he's paired with um, Brooksy and some dude from India. Is uh, the Mattress King. Louis, Louis Eustausen. Well, he's paired with uh, Brooksy. Well, big major boys there together. Louis, Louis just straighty one eighty. He, he he could be up there. Anything could happen with him. <laughs> he's my size, and he hits it so long. It's not even funny. Yeah. What about um, Jason Day? Any love there? Uh, he's playing with um, Dustin Johnson and Twitch Bradley. Oh, jeez. Well, interesting thing with um, Jason Day, I don't reckon he's going to play that well, but there have been reports. Well, I didn't watch, I think it was the Rocket Mortgage, and he finished in the top 20 or something like that. Didn't putt that well that week. But one of the guys, um, I can't remember the the name of the guy, who's um, one of the PGA Tour media dudes, he said he'd watched Jason Day that week and he said he'd done something that he'd never seen Jason Day do before. He was hitting these like three-quarter shots, iron shots. So where he'd normally be like, oh, here's a, I'm between an eight and a nine and take the nine iron and just swing flat out. He's like taking a lesser shot and hitting like these quarter swings, Tiger Wood style. So, you know, the word is that Stevie, Stevie, He's in uh, Stevie Williams' boot camp, so not only is um. Oh, hold on, Rocket. One second. One second. Hold on. You back with me there? I am. So um. So you reckon Stevie? Yeah, Stevie. Stevie sorted him yeah, out. Yeah, Stevie's boot camp. So, uh, so apparently now when they're practicing, Jason Day's about to leave, and Stevie's like, oh, "Mate, we're, you're done practicing when I say so." Um, and uh, so also, you know, he's making um, Jason hit three quarter shots. 
like gear down, so play at 80%, which is probably a really good smart move because, first of all, you know, if he starts to learn proper ball control, so as long as he gets his distance right, then your misses are going to be um, in a better spot. But at the same time, it's less stress on his back and his body because right? we know that, you know, he spends more time laying on the ground on a towel getting um, work done per hole than, than most other players. So if it means he all of a sudden learns how to play in a different gear, elongates his career and, and puts less stress on his body, that means he plays more and he trains better, then all the better for it. Are you going to put a uh, call out there that you know, he will get some treatment within you know, the first day, first two days? Or is there, you, got to, you were right last time you put that call out. I'm just giving you the opportunity for the guests. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Okay, good. Don't think so. Uh, the other, per- the other person that has figured in some of the other people's calls is um, our boy Mark Leishman. You reckon he'll? Is he any chance? I don't know. He hasn't really done a lot this year. No. Um, although I will say, um, the ad, the PGA Tour little snippet of him mowing his lawn that was quite funny. About <laughs> the best thing he's done all year. No. That was hilarious. Uh, it was. They've still got a long way to go to catch up to the quality work that the European Tour are dishing out week in, week out in terms of social yeah, media. Yeah, that's why they get an Aussie. You get an Aussie and look what you get, right? doesn't matter how much they try and manufacture it. You, you put Mark Leishman on there and you get gold. <laughs> that's, um, that's fair enough. That's a- um, so, I don't know. He, you, you never know. He might be. He just might find something, but I, I don't. There's no, there's no foundational form for him going in. Um, so you never know um, what other groups are there. Oh, I think there's going to be there's a couple of the interesting ones. We've got uh, Ernie Els, Abe Answer, and um, and the safety car, JB Holmes. Yeah. As much as I like um, as much as I like Ernie Els, I won't be uh, timing my uh, Lynx Golf circadian rhythm to uh, wake up for that one. <laughs> And then, uh, then the other other group of note is uh, Emilio Grillo, Tommy Thurlaway, and um, and uh, Dodgy Drop King. Yeah. Okay. That's about it for notable groups. Uh, oh, I think he's another one. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, what's his name? Olison and um, JT are playing together. That yeah. could be a good group. Yep. I like to watch. I like to watch those guys. Yes. Uh, Matt, oh, he's another one. Tiger, Matty Wallace, and, and Patrick, or it could be Justine Reed. I don't know. It just depends oh, on who's, 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 who wants to play that week. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Matt Wallace goes. His form is pretty good. He's probably just, <laughs> yes. he's probably just you know let himself down a couple of times with uh, some poor poor choices in the closing stages of the last couple of tournaments that he's been in. But he's he's playing really, really, really well. Um, he's had really good form all year. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, a couple of other raining path raining path reaching. Okay, yeah. A couple of other others uh, are in there. Dimi Papadados and and Jack McLeod. Jake McLeod. How they how did yeah. they, how did how do those boys qualify? Where, where, where did Dimi Papadados? How did he get his uh, status to get into the Open? Uh, I don't know. There would have been plenty of qualifying events over in Europe. So I thought those guys were playing challenge tour events and things like that or could have got in. Um, I think the Open have a qualifying here in Melbourne yep. and one in Sydney. Dimmy's so I, I don't know if they, they qualified that way. I don't know. Oh, Dimmy might have because his status on the Australian tour last year, maybe. I'm not sure. I think that might be something to do with it. Um, Actually, didn't he win the money list? Yeah, the money list in the Australian tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Foxy, Foxy from across the ditch, he's uh, he's in there. That was a great bit of media that hit uh, the 14 Club Challenge. If you haven't seen that, go and see he and Eddie um, do the 14 Club Challenge. That was very very funny. Eddie Pepper just snaps the putter after dobbing it on the, dobbing it on the green. It was great walk walk off putter snap. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, um, I think we've covered most of the players. So your tip, Rocket? Who is your tip? Uh, it's still Brooks. Brooks and leading Aussie? Adam. Adam. So 
And then uh, outsider. I said at the start, Eddie Peps, Eddie Pepperell. Okay, I can't go Brooks. How about you? I can't go Brooks because you've gone. Uh, oh, sorry, I go early. <laughs> okay, so my my Aussie will be Adam. My outsider will be Matt Wallace, if you can call Matt Wallace an outsider, and and I'm going to put Henrik Stenson in there. Ooh, I would love Henrik. Nice. I don't know. I just like I like Henrik. He's built. So, mate. Um, anything else? Uh, on the open, no. I, I think it's, I just can't wait. I really can't wait, and especially um, all the additional telecast stuff that we're going to get over here from Golf Channel um, with Frank and David. Well, David Duvall's actually playing, so that'll be interesting. Um, um, and and Frank and 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 Rich, you know, so that's going to be it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm sure Brandel Chambly is going to come up with some amazing historical stuff. Um, so that's it on the open. If there's a couple of other news bits, um, so obviously leading into the open, I don't know if I said this at the start. So Phil has um, gone on a fasting. He's fasted for a week, lost six kilos before the Open for a hard reset. So he's he's parked the Phil Fireside. He's knuckling down for the last major of the year, 49, dropped a few kgs. I think he's trying to get nice and svelte. So he's really like an Adonis and um, making sure he's activating his calves, I think. Um Six kilos is a lot of a lot of weight to lose. Just what? Just fasting? Just like not eating? Yeah, he's, he's drinking water and having coffee for a week. Okay, might try I that. I bet you. I, I read it and I thought, man, I reckon I could do that for a week. Water and coffee, I could survive on that. I've got the I coffee. Could, I've, got, could, I've got the coffee part done. The water part, I'm not very good at. Um, and the food. Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually quite good at both. Mm. So I'm quite. I'm, I'm almost thinking of considering what I had for dinner tonight. Um, I'm considering just launching into it and see what happens. Okay. Uh, what did Mrs. Rocket um, or did you or Mrs. Sorry, what did you or yourself or Mrs. Rocket prepare for uh, dinner for the self and the uh, triplets tonight? We we visited a a local Italian pizza place that we'd never heard of before in the area. Mm. Apparently, it's the number one pizza place in Australia. And um, if you're in the Warrandyte area, would you like to give it a plug? Yes, uh, it's called Zero Ninety Five from okay. Doncaster Road, and I can honestly say it is magnificent. Look, if you're out there in in that area and you listen to this podcast, do Rocket a favour. Just just go into Zero Ninety Five and say, "Did you hear Rocket mention you on the My Love of Golf podcast?" There's got to be a a free margarita and, in it or something. Come on. And, and and if you like fine 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 whiskies, right around the corner is Nick's Wine Cellar, who are probably the best guys on the planet for fine and boutique whiskies. They know their stuff. Mate, someone's going to chuck you a bone one day, mate. That we'll keep, you just, we'll keep going. Someone will chuck you a bone one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll put the shout out to Taylor, mate. Maybe I've just got to go to the wine cellars. I don't know. Um, and then what a uh, oh here's some other news and this is just I, I think I, this is just purely for laughs because as you know I've taken a bit of a social media hiatus um, for the last uh, three weeks so I really haven't consumed much content but they had uh, US Amateur qualifying so qualifying to get into the field to qualify for the the uh, match play round of the um, US Amateur and uh, there was a professional caddy Matt Every's caddy who has a 2.2 index, who's playing in the US Amateur Qualifying. There were reports that he shot in the first round 194. What? However, yep, however, those reports were incorrect. He signed for 202. He parred the first and the second and parred the 18th. And shot two hundred and two. 
<laughs> now, the story gets even more interesting. He was disqualified for not playing the game in the intended spirit because of his slow play. So apparently, he was hitting his shots away from the hole deliberately to run up his score. Why? Don't know, and apparently he has form. Jeez. Sounds a bit bit weird. I've seen some other things about this man, and he seems like a very, very weird cat. And anyone that knows Matt Every, a.k.a. uh, Bob Marley, um, Matt Every's a weird cat as well. (laughs) So the fact that this man is his caddy, I understand. Okay. Strange behaviour. Uh, we don't need that on the on any of uh, the amateur tours or professional tours or anything of the like. So let's uh, stamp, nah. stamp that out. No. Nah. Okay, mate. Something else? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, I've got nothing else. I'm really looking forward to it because you think it's only another 24 hours and boom, we are into it. Last major of the year. You've had three of them to get your head right, Rocket, that – the Open is now the last major of the year, not the PGA. And I think it's the best place for the Open to be, the the, the last one, you know, the final as one. As long as it one. feels it feels right. Okay. Well, it's feeling right to me that it should be should be the last major. I never felt the PGA was in its rightful in, – in a great spot after the, the Open. It always felt weak after the anticlimax of being at the Open or going to the Open or seeing it or whatever. But I think it's in its right spot, and uh, Royal Port Rush is going to be another standout. It'll be another tourism expose for that part of the world. Um, the vision that you see—I'm not sure if my guy Nick from Airswing Media has covered any of the vision of the coast up there. He did for La Hinch and the Great Atlantic Way. So if you saw La Hinch and you saw the vision that was flying around, that was Nick from Airswing Media. So good day to Nick. He's at the Open, staying around at uh, Rosa Penner, I believe, which he's also shot. Just have a look at this place and put it on your destination for your European golf trips, um, any part of Northern Ireland or Ireland. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful place, beautiful people, and uh, you would – Go a long way to have find a better time socially and golfingly than going to that part of the world. So I've done my bit for Tourism Island and Tourism uh, Northern Ireland. So more than enough. Yeah. So when I when I get back there in uh, in a year or two, I will expect some looking after. Now, anyway, I'm in full prep mode for uh, Scotland in September. Plan for the golf is coming along really, really well. I'm getting more and more excited. As, as uh, the weeks progress, I'm getting excited to get out of the Melbourne winter. I played today. Uh, it was cold and wet, so um, we'll need to get you out How there. was the doc? Yeah, he, he was – so Rocket mentioned the doc. We're talking about Sam Doherty, good friend of uh, good friend of mine, golfing buddy of ours. Uh, had two very unfortunate and tragic uh, knee injuries in the last two seasons of his AFL footy career. He's – one of the the best getting around, both in his professional sport of AFL and both as a you know human being. What a great man! Yeah, he came out. It was the best golf I've seen him play ever. I've played a lot of golf with Sam around the North Course at Peninsula, and he he played unreal. I think he he had me covered on the back nine. He had twenty four points on the back nine, oh. Oh. and he, he was just a legi- legitimate ball striker. At, uh, he putted, he chipped, he drove the ball. It was really good. It was, I was so happy. I, you know when you get happy about seeing someone play well and it was for the right reason because he hadn't been playing and it was just yeah. great to see him get out there and not worry about it and just play golf and it was great. I don't know if he won the comp or not, but anyway. Sammy's back. It was great to have him out there. Um, there's a spot for you next uh, Wednesday morning if uh, if there's any interest there. But um, uh, maybe guess, where I, guess where I am next week. Oh, City of Churches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if uh, if anyone if anyone is out there and they want to apply for a spot with uh, myself, uh, week week after. I'll get back to you, Rocket. I'll get back to you. But uh, there's a, there's a spot okay. available. There's a spot available for if anyone gets in quick. Uh, Peninsula Kingswood now next week with a couple of special people. Um, 
applications uh, apply within Ross at myloveofgolf.com. So uh, anyway, <laughs> you got to pay your own green fees, all right? It's too expensive for me to pay. I'm tight. I've got a, I've got a Scotland trip to go on. So, mate, uh, thanks for joining me again. It's been great. Good to catch up. Good to get your insights. Great work on the field. Great work on the pairings and your thoughts. Great work on the names of the players. That's. Uh, uh, I've got to have some fun with them. No, and you put the pressure back to yourself. You've got to come up with names for more and more people now. So uh, I'm sure someone's keeping record of it. Mate, appreciate <laughs> appreciate your time. Get back to making sure those triplets of yours are in bed. And uh, I'll catch up with you soon, eh? All uh, right. Thanks, Roscoe. All right, mate. Love your work. That's what you love say. you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what you say. You love me. That's right. All right, mate. Bye-bye. <laughs>